So let's go. We're going to look at an astounding miracle this morning. You up for this? So let's go to 2 Kings in chapter 3. And we're going to read, and you want to follow this carefully because I'm going to expound this passage of Scripture this morning, all right, and maybe again in a few weeks' time. I'm not sure. All right, so listen carefully. Watch carefully. I think it's going to come up on the screen as well there. Okay, so here we go, verse 9. So the, what's happening is there's, there's three kings. They're going to war against Moab, all right? They're going to war against Moab. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. They marched on that roundabout route seven days, and there was no water for the army nor for the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may choir of the Lord? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, king of Edom, went down to him. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to your prophets, your father, and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord lives, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I had regard for the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And said, Thus says the Lord, Make the valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, Watch this. You shall see no wind, nor shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water. How does that happen? So that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. Let's go to verse 22. And they rose up early in the morning, and the sun was shining on the water because it filled the place, all right? On the water. And the Moab saw the water on the other side as red blood, and they said, this is... The blood, the kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now therefore Moab to the spoil. So when they came to the camp of Israel, Israel rose up and attacked the Moabites so that they fled before them and they entered their land killing the Moabites. So here there's three kings without water for their armies, for their animals. So it's a really desperate situation. They don't get water, they're done. They're going to be beaten, they're going to be defeated. So they call for a prophet and the prophet says... Fill the valley full of ditches. And without rain, miraculously, God fills the ditches and there's a great victory won. How many of you would say that's an astounding miracle? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's an astounding miracle. Imagine if there was a, a flood, God forbid, in uh, your street, but there'd be no rain. And it hasn't come out of the drains either, all right? It would be an astounding miracle, not that, that you'd want to happen. But there's a lot of lessons in this amazing story and we're going to see here some keys to receiving your miracle. What you have to do to receive your miracle. So the key thought here is that we have to prepare to receive our miracle. It doesn't just fall out of the sky. There would be no miracle of water without digging ditches first. They had to do something. The widow and two kings has got no food, no oil. And in 2 Kings chapter 4, there's no oil would come without gathering the vessels first. Is that right? Yeah. She had to prepare for her miracle, for God to do something. Putting faith into action is a biblical principle. We find that in um, James 2 verse 20, faith without works is dead. So let's not just say, I have faith that God will fill the trust arena with 5,600 people. 
No, let's dig some trenches. Let's pray. Let's tell people about the conference. Let's register, join the choir, promote on social media, do whatever we can. Let's start to dig some trenches. So I brought my spade with me. Well, it's not my spade here, but I brought this spade with me so you can get a real picture of what it means to start digging. I mean, you know, you can, I don't know how you want to dig. Usually I do it this way myself, uh, you know. <coughs> you know, so, you know what I mean? I, I found after, I, I found after 4,000 of these in one go, you know, that the people watching me get tired. I don't get tired, but they do, all right? So we're talking this morning about digging trenches, all right? Everyone say digging trenches. Who's up for digging some trenches this morning? Well, we're going to show you and hopefully teach you how you might do that. You see, with New Zealand and beyond, for 10 years we were digging. I mean, believe me, we were, and we were digging and digging. I mean, it was really hard work. Most of you wouldn't know how hard it was. After about five years, I was ready to call it a day. It just seemed so, so difficult to do. And it took 10 years, and after 10 years, um, I would say God partially filled the trench that we had been digging. It was so hard, it would have been easy to have given up and missed the blessing. To give up, stop digging, miss the blessing. I want you to capture that in your spirit. This is a prophetic word, believe me. This is a prophetic word for our church right now. And, um, and so... We need it. So what we've, we've got it partially full, but what we've got to do is we've got, we need to keep digging so the trench is big enough and contain enough water of the Spirit to become an epicenter of a spiritual awakening that sends shockwaves of the Holy Spirit across New Zealand and the nations. So one of the greatest keys to breakthrough first is this, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So you might want to write that down somewhere because it's a key for you to receive your miracle. See, the king seek out a prophet who says, make the valley full of ditches. Now they must have thought, what a crazy strategy. But we've got no water, God, and you're telling us to dig ditches. It doesn't make any sense. And at times what the Spirit says to do will make no sense. Naaman has got leprosy. And the prophet says, dip seven times in the river. And you know, he was angry. He thought, this is crazy. What, how on earth is that going to help? He could have dug that ditch five times and there would not have been a miracle. He could have dug it six times. There would not have been a miracle. He had to obey the word of the Lord. Seven times, said the prophet, once he came up after the seventh time, completely healed by the power of God. But friends, a miracle did not fall out of heaven. He had to get a spade and he had to start digging that trench uh, and, and obeying the word of the Lord, which you can imagine may have been pretty hard to do at that time. The point I'm trying to make is this, is never leave out the leadership of the Holy Spirit because we can do all the right things, have great strategy, outstanding skill and ability. We can work hard and still not succeed. Why? Because we left out the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because if you think about it, doing in this case with the three kings, if they did anything other than dig ditches, there'd be no miracle. They had to do the thing that was so ridiculous, so out there, but it was a prophetic word. 
But they could have tried every other plan in the book. They could have contacted other kings. They could have, you know, prayed and fasted in that case. They could have done anything, all the, all the right good seeming. They could have gone into high praise. Would not have done it. As God said, no, dig ditches. And I reckon it was an insult to their intelligence in some ways. <laughs> and they had to bypass that and obey what God was telling them to do. So the key is to obey the Spirit. So what I want you to do today as you listen to this message Listen for the Holy Spirit to tell you what trenches you need to dig for your breakthrough, for your miracle, for the answers that you are looking for in your life. You see, being led by the Spirit, being a Spirit-led church is probably our single greatest strength and key to the blessing that we are experiencing right now. New Zealand Beyond 17 what has the Holy Spirit said to us? He didn't say have a worldwide campaign of promotion, though we probably will do that anyway. He hasn't said a whole lot of other possible things. You're going to ring every pastor in New Zealand. He hasn't said that. What has he said? He said, if this church, all of us, will pray every day for New Zealand and beyond, God will do the rest. That is the word of the Lord for New Zealand and beyond. 17, right? And so the key now, friends, is obeying what God has said, and then God will do the rest. So the three kings obeyed when it seemed difficult. They could have said, this ground is too hard. I didn't bring my spade. It doesn't make any sense. But if we want to have something, friends, we want to have it so badly, so badly that we'll get out our spade and we will dig with all our might and all our strength and all our energy because we are laborers together with God. God works and we work. And sometimes we make the mistake of one or the other. Sometimes we just think, no, no, God will work and I'm not going to work. Others of us say, no, I'll work and hey, if God helps me, great. No, friends, laborers together with God. Are we doing all right this morning? Is anyone, anyone learning anything today? All right, you're really quiet. You're really, really quiet, but uh, that's all right. Just, just as long as you tell me that you're, you're listening and getting something, it's all good. All right, so if we expect to receive blessing, you've got to grab that spade. See, that, that was a message from heaven right there for all of you. Don't throw the spade on the ground, all right? You've got to keep it active and you've got to keep it happening, all right? So maybe I should get someone to, someone to stand up here and hold this for me because I've got it. Especially balanced right there, okay? So it's got to be ready for use at any time. If we expect to receive blessing and miracles, we must be prepared to receive what God is about to give. We need to make, it's all right. We need to make the whole church, this whole church, full of trenches. Hello? For the reception of acceleration of expansion, new era of conquest, more, ca- more campuses, multitudes being saved, increased attendances, more services. We need to dig trenches like never before to receive the blessing of heaven that is already coming and is going to increase in greater and greater measure. So let's go to Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3, which we know so well. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Lengthen your stretch. Why? Because 
This is a prophetic word God's given us many times. Because you shall expand. Not you might, not you maybe, not you could. To the right, to the left, to Kaitar, to Whangarei, to the city, to Rotorua. I'm not going to tell you the other names, but there's others as well. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Before the river Nile begins to rise, the Egyptians would make a deep channel, a large reservoir and some small canals. Okay? Because unless they are ready, the rising of the Nile would be of little value for the irrigation of the crops in future months. They had to prepare to receive the blessing that was coming. And when the Spirit moves, each of us should have our trench ready to receive the blessing of God. And you can't just dig any trench, you know, and say, look, God, okay, I'm going I'm to open seven bank accounts because you're going to fill them. No, no, you can't do that, friends, all right? You, you can't go and have some egotistical or ambitious idea or carnal idea. You need to be led by the Spirit, and God needs to tell you what ditches He wants you to start digging right now. Think of the farmer before harvest. What does he do? He prepares his barns. And if he knows there's a big harvest coming, he gets bigger barns ready to receive that. This is true in the natural. It's true also in the spiritual. What do parents do who are expecting a child? They prepare. They, if they, they prepare a room, they buy clothes, they get a bassinet, they get prams, they get heaps of other stuff that I know nothing about. But hey, they, they get all that. What do they do? They prepare. Why? Because they know something's coming. Prepare for the Spirit of God. Prepare for prayers. Prepare for your prayers, the prayers that you pray to be answered. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We pray these massive prayers sometimes, and then if God answered them, we'd be, we'd be done. We think, oh, God, I wasn't ready for that. You say, well, didn't you pray for it? So when we pray, we need to be ready and don't pray and do nothing as though the blessing is not going to come. Enlarge the tent first. You see, we need to act confident that God will do as He has said. God is confident. God will do as He said. If we really believe that, then we prepare for it. We make ourselves ready for it. And God will do. He will bless mightily. So enlarge the tent first. Enlarge the tent first. Then God will fill it. See, some people say, no, no, I'll enlarge after. (laughs) When I need to. God says, no, no, that's the wrong way around. You've got to enlarge. If the trench is ready, God will fill it. If the trench is not ready, there's nothing to fill. So you've got to enlarge first so God can fill. And when the, when the valley is full of ditches, the ditches are going to be filled. So let me just bring this down to earth a little bit more because some of you are probably thinking, what on earth, what am I going to do? What am I meant to be digging here? Am I meant to go home and get my spade out and go dig the garden? Or, Pastor, what are you saying? Give, give me some insight into what you're saying here. All right, let's go. The first one you need to do is you need to act upon prophetic words and believe for its fulfillment. All right? So the first thing the three kings had to do was believe the prophetic word. That was a real challenge for them. The prophetic word was, <laughs> let's get this made up again, have another. Was go, hey, look, there's no water. Go and dig these ditches. Like, you can imagine them thinking, God, are you, I mean, are you for real? Are, you mean if I dig? It's going to be a miracle? How often do you hear a prophetic word and you kind of think, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's God. Maybe it's not God. And maybe I'll do something about it. Maybe I won't. 
If you want to see the prophetic word filled, you've got to, you've got to fill any ditches that are required for it to happen. It's easy to despise a prophetic word. Do you know, as a church right now, God is speaking prophetically most Sundays that I speak. Okay, not every Sunday, but most Sundays, He's speaking regularly. So digging a trench is believing the word, then putting it into action. So here, let me give you an example. One prophetic word was supernatural vocation. You remember, how many of you remember that one? Yeah. One person. <laughs> Two. I saw one up in the balcony. Two of you. It's going to be hard for you to see it fulfilled if you can't remember even what it was. So, okay, so what happened? Then we said, look, we're going to anoint with oil. So one late lady, she dug a trench. Do you know what she did? She came on Sunday night. And she got anointed with oil. That's digging a trench. That's digging a trench. Then she goes to work on Monday, having believed God did something. She gets a promotion beyond her qualifications, and she gets a pay rise at the same time. Who reckons that's a good answer to prayer? How many of you would like that to happen for you? But that was the key, friends. You see, she had to dig the trench, which could easily have, ah, nothing's going to happen. Very easy to do that, isn't it? And then I heard this other testimony. We have a um, research doctor in our church who said they faced a difficult situation to find breakthrough in leukemia research. So funding agency was not going to fund them any further until they met a very difficult milestone in research. He prayed every day for his research team. What was he doing? He was digging the ditch. Digging in the ditch. Digging in the ditch. Praying every day. Every day for his research teams. So I think God saw the ditch that is dug. And what God did is he helped this man in our church to make a significant contribution in this whole area, let me just get the details right, so that gave him the grace to make a key contribution which helped in leukemia research, which helped secure funding close to $2 million to help continue the fight against cancer and give people hope. Friends, that fulfilled, number one, a prophetic word. Friends, it is time for supernatural vocation. It's yours for the taking. It's yours for the taking. But you're going to have to dig. You're going to have to dig. You're going to have to pray into it. You're going to have to seek God in it. Maybe you need to do three days of prayer and fasting so that that you can receive that prophetic word. It's not going to just fall out of the sky. You've got to go after it with, uh, well, with a bit of diligent labor because we're laborers together with God, and God wants us to work together. Okay, the second thing we've already touched on, a ditch to dig, is fervent, persistent prayer. Ask and ask and ask again. Never stop digging the trench of asking. You have not because you... See, it's not, not all your prayers are going to be answered. But the more you pray, the more answers you're going to get. The more ditches you dig, the more answers you're going to get. So let's say, for example, 20% of our prayers get answered, all right? Which would be a high strike rate. This means simply this. The more prayers you pray the more answers you're going to get. Does that make sense to everybody? So the more dig, more trenches you dig, the more answers you're going to get. It's really, it's not rocket science. It's actually fairly simple. If we dig enough trenches, dig enough ditches, God says, hey, I'm going to start filling these ditches that you dig. And one of them is the one of persistent and fervent prayer, crying out to God and asking Him uh, to answer those prayers. 
So dig the trench of prayer far and wide. You know, prayer is like a cloud rising from the earth, and it's sure to come back again with rain. Somewhere along the line, it's going to have an answer. I had a moment with God a few Thursday nights ago, just down here in a prayer meeting. And God reminded me of this verse in 2 Chronicles 8, verse 15, which says, My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. I know it was a word from heaven. I just know that. As God was saying, Tark, you need to know that right now, the prayers prayed in this place are going to get my attention and answers to a greater measure than ever before. So we've been having these prayer meetings 27 years, and God's done some great things. But he's saying right now, if you will pray as you pray, whether it's an hour of power meeting or a Sunday night prayer meeting or a Sunday service pre-service or a Thursday night, whatever it is, in Church Unlimited, if we will dig that trench of prayer right now in this season, it's a prophetic word. God says, look, my ears are going to be attentive. My eyes are going to be open. I'm finding God now is answering more prayers than ever before. And that's, that's, that's for all of us, friends. But if you want to be a part of it, sorry to pick this thing up again. You're probably getting tired. Someone's probably going to grab this and throw it away later. But if you want to be a part of that one, friends, you just got to dig. You've got to dig the trench. Do the best you can. If you can't dig a deep trench, at least dig a shallow one. But dig a trench, nevertheless. Dig something, friends. Do what you can and see what God will do in filling your trench with answers. So it's time to increase our prayer lives because one of the most most, most powerful trenches you'll ever dig, let's take it one step further, is not just prayer but fasting. Wow. I better pick it up again, eh? Because really fasting is probably one of the toughest trenches that we will ever dig. You know, I told you about that, um, that young man, his tailbone was healed and had a moment with God. Guess what? Didn't just fall out of the sky. What happened in that church is they called the whole church to just one day of prayer and fasting and then to have a healing meeting that night. This mum, the church fasted. I'm sure the mum fasted. Maybe the son even fasted one day. Then they came to the prayer meeting. And God filled the ditch of prayer and fasting. His tailbone was healed, and also he had that moment with God that changed his life. See, prayer and fasting, friends, is a, just an incredibly powerful trench for you and I to dig, dig that God can bring answers. In that same meeting, because I was in this, in this service hearing all these testimonies, in that same meeting there was a lady who had this huge goiter on, on some, I think it was on her neck. I'm not sure exactly where it was. She got prayed for in that meeting. God had just disappeared. Just a significant. This was just in one service. Then there was another baby there. I don't know how old the baby was, but had extreme constipation for seven months. That were, the doctors could do nothing about it. The parents were beside themselves. And it just like nothing, they tried everything, nothing worked. In that meeting that night, they got prayed for that baby. The next day, normal function. Constipation was gone. They dug the trench of prayer and fasting, and God did a mighty miracle. Is it time for you 
whatever you're facing in your life to set aside some days for prayer and fasting. You may want to do the three days with us. You may want to do a day or whatever. You might want to do it next, whenever it is. But dig that trench of prayer and fasting. And, you know, I would say over the years I've ever been a Christian, I've dug this trench repeatedly, and I believe I'm now seeing some of the answers coming from decades of digging the trench of prayer and fasting. Often I'd dig that trench when no one asked me to dig it. I just on my own initiative. No, the church didn't call us to pray. I just thought, man, I need to pray and fast. You know, I want to push into God to get some more answers. I'd dig that trench. And friends, God will never fail to fill the trench of prayer and fasting. He may not fill it that day. He may not fill it that week. He may not fill it that year. He may not fill it that decade. But I'm telling you, He will fill the trench in Jesus' name. And you will see miracles and breakthroughs that you never dreamed were possible. Friends, we're seeing great things happen in this church right now, and we all know that, don't we? But 27 years, hundreds of us, thousands, have prayed and fasted every week. Three-day fast, 10-day fast, 21-day fast. Friends, this is not just falling out of the sky. We've dug the trenches. But we need to keep digging those trenches as well. Your calling is to be a global minister. And the way you can do that, friends, is dig the trenches of praying, of giving. It's another trench of going. The trench of giving, friends. Dig it deep. Get as deep down as you can because I promise you it is a trench. God will fill with his power, his blessing, with miracles, with an open heaven, with breakthroughs, with answers, with exceedingly beyond what you would ask or think or imagine. Prayer and fasting is one of the greatest trenches you will ever dig in your life. Thank you for that overwhelming (laughs) chair. (laughs) Thank you. We've got a uh, prayer team going up to Kaitai next week. They're going to dig some trenches for Northland and Kaitaia and beyond. And God will fill those trenches. Allison's going to lead that team next week up there and, and do some real damage in the realm of the Spirit and breakthrough. So we can't just plant a church in Kaitaia and say, thank you, God. <laughs> We're open for business. Will you send everybody in? And can we, we'll, we'll take Northland? God says, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But uh, Tark, can you just get out the spade for a little bit? You want some water in the trench? You want the Spirit to move? Start digging. Start digging. Start digging. See, we can very easily go to humanistic effort. Strategy, plans, all that sort of stuff. No, no. We need that as well. But more than that, we've got to dig. Trenches in the spirit that God can break through and do something. Everything is a spiritual battle in what we're engaged with here. Okay, the last one is this. Dig trenches with faith. Dig with faith. So with all the work we do in making the valley full of ditches, we've got to do it with confidence and faith that God's going to fill them. Don't dig ditches and think, well, that was a lot of hard work. But it would be like digging ditches at home and then not planting any seeds uh, for flowers to grow or potatoes to grow or tomatoes to grow. You know, I've always found after I've dug my trenches at home in my garden, I've always had to put the... (laughs) That's just a joke. I've never dug a trench in my life. I just stick to digging trenches in the spirit, all right? Now, actually, I did dig a trench many years ago when I was in Bible college. I had to do some part-time work over the holidays, and they got us digging some trenches. So I have done this, all right? So it's not just, but most of my digging is in the spirit, all right? I'm anointed to dig in the spirit, not in the natural. That's kind of not my, not my zone, really, all right? You've got to know what God's called you to do, see? 
I've not been led by spirit to dig in the garden or dig anywhere. I've been led by the spirit to dig in the, in the spirit, all right? <laughs> it's just a throwaway line, all right? So with the three kings, the ditches were to be dug, not because water might come. No, because God said the water will come. It was a prompt, they had a promise from God. And the way of faith, the road to blessing is this. If God has promised it, then we must get ready for it now. Dig the trenches today. We need to believe that with God, a promise is as good as the fulfillment. It's been promised, right? I know it's going to happen. Get ready, prepare, dig the trench. Act as if the promise is already fulfilled. So we need to prepare for blessing. Prepare largely. Make this valley full of ditches, not just one trench, but as many as possible. Because when God works, He works like God. Unrestrained, unrestricted, unlimited blessing. Expect great things from God. Expect great things from a great God. Never be satisfied. Always ask for more. Always dig another trench. Not now, not in a month's time. Dig it, sorry, dig it now, not in a month's time. Because God is ready to give when we're ready to receive. God's ready to give when we're ready to receive. God's ready to give when we have dug our trench and we're ready to receive the favor and the blessing of God. We know acceleration of expansion will continue to happen. We know it's a new era of conquest. We know there'll be more campuses. We know the trust arena will be filled with over 5,000 people. So we need to dig the trenches and get ready for this amazing blessing that God has promised to give us and that He will give us. Dig the trenches with confidence. Since God has spoken, He is certain to fill those trenches. So, for your own breakthrough, don't hang around hoping. That's really the message today. Don't hope, oh, just hope that God is going to come and do something. No, friend, dig trenches with all your might and with all your strength. Dig trenches. Believe and act upon the prophetic words. That God has given you whenever he may have given them to you. Believe and act upon those prophetic words. Here's some of them. Leave me astounded. Act upon that prophetic word. Moments with God. In services, reach out to the Lord with all your heart. And expect a moment with God. Supernatural vocation. Go after it. Go after it. Dig a trench. Pray fast. Seek God. Do, I don't know what you need to do. You work out what you need to do. But just go after it with all your strength. Global minister. It's another prophetic word. And other promises that you may have received. This coming week, let's dig the trench of prayer and fasting. But let's dig with faith. Let's make the valley full of ditches and be re ready to receive miracles, breakthroughs, Greater blessing. As the musicians will join me, God will leave you and me astounded. It's time to dig trenches because God is ready to pour out His Spirit, ready to pour out His favor, ready to pour out His blessing like never before in Jesus' name. Amen.